0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at FUMCBentonville.org. Well, it's not often that I can give a Razorback Report in June. Uh, so, hogs, we are so glad that our baseball Razorbacks have made it as far as they have and we got a game tonight. So all of our good energy toward the Razorbacks as they go on hopefully to the World Series soon. Woo pig -pig suey, John says. Yes. (laughs) Our gospel lesson this morning is found in Mark the fourth chapter verses 26 through 34. I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading of the gospel. Listen for the word of God this morning. He also said the kingdom of God is if if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow and he does not know how the earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head and then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe at once he goes in with the sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up, becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Please be seated. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh, holy God, you breathed life into us at the beginning of creation And even at the start of our lives, your breath continues to inspire us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So may we hear that word of inspiration as we meditate on your holy scriptures this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, it doesn't take much to grow a garden of wildflowers. You scatter the seeds in the field and you create living organisms that, you know, nurture themselves. A few seeds here and there one year will reward you with beautiful plants and flowers for many years to come and the fact that you really don't have to do much is amazing to me because the soil itself is doing so much of the work we take for granted the way that God made the earth our Creator God is at work in the soil In the book of Genesis, remember that God breathed life into the soil and we human beings were created. Soil isn't just dirt, it's not just dust. It has thousands of tiny creatures in it. Just one tablespoon of soil contains millions of tiny organisms from thousands of different species of animal. And that living soil feeds on the life cycle of all of these species. And from these lives, the soil feeds the fruits and the vegetables of your garden, the the grasses that feed the cow, the bugs that feed the laying hens. It takes death. It creates life. So the resurrection story is written into the tiniest detail of our daily existence. So reflecting on the amazing and mysterious ways of the soil, it makes sense that Jesus would compare the kingdom of God to a bunch of scattered seeds. The fourth chapter of Mark highlights what we call the seed parables by Jesus. He shares stories of the seed growing in secret, the parable of the sower, and the mustard seed. Now, we know that Jesus uses parables as teaching tools to help his listeners understand what he means by the kingdom of God. Most of them could relate to the ideas of land and farming and agriculture. What I think Jesus wants us to know through this parable is that growing God's kingdom remains somewhat hidden. It surprises us when we see it blossom and grow and bloom Have you ever tried to grow something from a seed? It seems to take forever for that little green shoot to sprout up to the surface. It's the same in the kingdom of God. Even when we can't see it, God's purpose is still present. And in this kingdom work, the soil is rich, the climate is right for scattering seeds. Even if we plant something small, God is going to yield great results. And we need to trust that God can use what we offer to bring forth life. Andrew Pryor calls farming the great liturgy of faith. He said, you know, most of us safe in the city are unaware of the huge gamble that the farmer undertakes. It's a monumental act of faith. The farmer invests in fertilizer and fuel and seeds and in the works for weeks to plant all of these things in the ground. And the growing season might bring along an early frost, or too much rain, or insects, or mice, or even locusts. So the farmers enact this liturgy of faith every season that they plant. Jesus asks us to take on this kind of farmer faith in our lives, to trust in God. It is Jesus saying that if we will live according to this way, to the great liturgy of faith, in the ways that Jesus teaches us about the loving purposes of God, that the kingdom of God will happen. We're not the whole story. But if we scatter the seeds of faith, the crops of the kingdom will grow. The author, Rachel Held Evans, said, The kingdom is like a tiny mustard seed that grows into this enormous tree with branches wide and strong enough to make a home for the birds. And the kingdom is right here. Jesus said it is present yet hidden it is imminent yet transcendent the kingdom isn't just some far off place you go to when you die the kingdom is at hand among us and beyond us now and not yet the kingdom has no geographic boundaries no political parties no single language or culture it advances not through power and might but through acts of love and joy and peace Missions of mercy and kindness and humility. The kingdom has arrived, not with the trumpet sound, but with a baby's cry. Not with the vanquishing of enemies, but with the forgiving of them. Not on the back of a war horse, but on the back of a donkey. Not with triumph and conquest, but with a death and a resurrection. So when we think we don't have much to offer, the kingdom is at hand. When we think that we're on death's door, a resurrection is just beneath the surface. When we think that there's not enough, when we can't see the future, Jesus asks us to give what we can because he knows that God is the great gardener. We worry, we worry about the outcome. But if we plant the seeds, if we put our faith in what God has called us to do, God is going to do the work. What great things can God do if we but scatter the seeds. Seed bombs are all the rage on TikTok these days. If you don't know about TikTok, that's a social media outlet. And you can see videos of people making these seed bombs by mixing together the clay and the soil and the seeds. And then they throw these seed bombs into the neglected parts of land in hopes that something will grow from them. So even though it seems like a fad today, These seed bombs have a long history in transforming communities through radical acts of gardening. In the 60s and 70s in New York, there were a lot of vacant, abandoned lots because of white flight. People had left the city, and so the city divested in these neighborhoods. And Hattie Cartha noticed that in her Bed-Stuy neighborhood in Brooklyn, they didn't have any trees. And she knew what trees could do for a community. She knew that they could offer better air quality. She knew that trees could lower the temperatures in the city. She had a vision, but she didn't have any money. She persevered with the city of New York and got them to set up a tree matching program. For every tree that she could fundraise, the city was going to match it. And then she got all the local kids in the Brooklyn neighborhood to get together and plant these trees. They called themselves the Tree Corps. So Miss Hattie and the Tree Corps planted 1,500 trees in all. There was another woman named Liz Christie. And she took the seed bombs idea in the Lower East Side and she tossed them into abandoned lots in her neighborhood. And a year later, they became these green spaces. So with the help of her friends, they, they did these seed bombs all over the city. And they began these community garden projects in New York. By 1985, they grew a 1,000 gardens across the city. These women, they didn't have any money. They had no political power. Some of their opponents said that they were too old. But they had vision. They started small with what they had, and it grew into something greater than they could imagine. Their legacy can be seen in patches of green all over New York City. You know, we've... Throwing our own seed bombs here at FUMC Bentonville? We have. What started out as something small has grown into something greater than we could imagine. Second Street Pantry began with an idea from just a few people in our church, and it has served over 6,500 people. Children First worship started with a boombox and a few families upstairs, and now it fills our sanctuary to serve our children and their families. What was a small patch of land at Havenwood has been transformed by Liz Emis and Katie Bloodworth and our children's ministry to create a garden for the families of Havenwood. The idea to buy the green space here on Central between our church and the Lutheran church is now the space to expanding our building and our ministries in the future. What mighty things can happen when we scatter our ideas and answer the call to grow God's kingdom? In 1990, following his time as an associate pastor in the United Methodist Church, the Reverend Adam Hamilton was appointed to plant a new church in Johnson City, Kansas. Now, the bishop told Adam that given 10 years, the church might grow to 500 members. At the time, all the schools and the community buildings in the area were leasing out on Sunday mornings to new church starts. Adam decided that he was gonna ask the owner of the newly built McGilly State Line Chapel funeral home if his new church could meet there on Sunday mornings but before he even got a chance to call the owner, the owner called him and invited him to have his church meet there at that funeral home on Sunday mornings so the name Church of the Resurrection seemed a good fit for our church that was meeting in a funeral home. That church has grown to over 20,000 adults and children. Today, this church is the largest in our United Methodist domination with an average attendance of 12,000 people. Reverend Hamilton preached that Jesus came to break the curse, to destroy death, and to heal God's garden that was broken by Adam and Eve. Paul describes Jesus as the second Adam. The first Adam ruined paradise, the second Adam restored it. To put it another way, perhaps God the gardener who took on flesh in Jesus' birth and death and resurrection has gone about setting the world aright. He has come to repair the garden. But God's work was only begun in Jesus' resurrection We still live in a world afflicted with violence and materialism and deception and even worse. There is work yet to be done. That is why on the night when the risen Christ finally appeared to his disciples, he breathed on them and said, as the Father sent me, now I am sending you. What Jesus began, we are meant to complete. Our work is to follow Jesus in restoring the garden That means that every day we are on a mission. Every morning we wake and we say, here I am, Lord, send me. Every conversation we have, every decision we make, every action we take is an opportunity for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. God has given us the seeds, the ideas for growing the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And I know that we're in a hurry to watch these things grow into what they will become. But it has to begin when we have the courage to plant the seeds and trust in what God can grow through our efforts. Because we are in the seed planting business, folks. We have planted a small seed of hospitality in a new welcoming statement. We have planted a small seed in holding on to our green space. We have planted a small seed in welcoming a new senior pastor. We serve an almighty God of the resurrection who has the power to restore life and bring about the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So let us enact that great liturgy of faith and trust that God is at work. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks once again for joining us on The Gathering Podcast. Grace and peace, y'all.